Welcome to We Want to Talk About It Now. I know that it's been a little while since the last time that I have done this, and there's been a lot going on in life. Everyone's been having a lot going on. It's been a party. I think the biggest thing for Katie and I has been uh, the house that just took up a ton of time, not only getting everything closed off, signed off, other off words and F words, but we won't get into that too much. And uh, like getting the house ready, putting curtains up. It's been a while. Um, it's been nice though, chatting with people and them asking about it, asking why I haven't done one in a long time. I think sometimes we can get down on ourselves, myself included. And there's times where I'm just like, what's the point? Like I'm just throwing this out into the ether. I have really no idea because unless someone is like, poignantly impacted by a podcast and usually it's some sort of super personal thing that has happened in my life not a ton of people will reach out um i see the numbers i see that people are listening but sometimes i just wonder I'm like this could just be like i have a ton of cousins i have a ton of aunts and uncles i have a ton of brothers and sisters it could just be all of them listening once and so just like well then you're just talking to people who you can talk to anytime. But I like using this too for like updates and things like that. More than anything, talking about like the ongoing changes in my life and just my musings that I've had. So there's been a lot, um, especially particularly because of the election and just a lot of new changes going on in Katie and I's life. A lot of big opportunities that we're going to be looking at coming in 2021. Well, opportunities that we're already taking advantage of right now and working on and building and cultivating. But I think the thing that I'm most, it's almost like this is like a, a precursor for what are your goals for 2021? Obviously COVID happened once you get the election, but for whatever reason, thing, even with like COVID numbers increasing significantly, for whatever reason, people seem happy right now comparatively. I don't know if you feel the same way, but it just seems like a, it's not like it's a crazy, mad world anymore. I think it's because we're used to it. and We've become numb. And so it's just like, oh, we're just working from home for another month or whatever. For another two weeks isn't a huge deal because we've already been doing it. Um, but I also think that like maybe with because of the holidays, people are excited to work from home because that means that like they don't have to go into work the week of Thanksgiving. And then that's potentially going to like linger on over to December. That means they could spend a lot more time with their family. And so I think like people appreciate, I mean, I've heard multiple people appreciate COVID just because they get to spend time with their family and like, or they're um, able to cultivate those relationships that they kind of maybe lost or haven't really had time to like focus on. And so like, I know I've talked to my sister way more, my family way more than I have in years past. And so it's just been like a weird thing where you like appreciate everything that you do have, even if you can't go and do everything you want to do. Yeah, I've been really grateful more than anything, the amount of time I've had to be able to think. Sometimes it's more annoying than other times. For example, when like last night where I just start thinking from 12 to 3, which hasn't happened in a really long time. I don't know if it's that time of year where people reflect on stuff, so maybe that's why I was doing it. But the monster that I have been able to control more and more throughout the year 
I think everybody has this, or maybe it's just me, but like I have a very Jekyll and Hyde personality in the sense that I don't have like a slow burn when I get angry or a slow burn for any of my super emotional reactions. It's always, it's like the heads, the head of a coin. It's just like, it's either heads or tails. So that's why I say my Jekyll and Hyde personality. I've been grateful to be able to think about that more and how it impacts people and how I can be more compassionate and still be right. Because I think a lot of my Jekyll and Hyde mentality comes from like, I've been saying this for forever. I've been saying that people should be doing these things. I've been saying that this is how things should be. And then people start doing those things. And then I flip and I go, yeah, well, I've been saying that for a, a really long time. Like, why am I? I think I shared a story about like, I've been seeing people who've been very pro like LGBTQ people that have been very kind about a lot of progressive things for their personality types. And I've been judgmental of it. And that's just my personality type in general. Like I'm a super judgmental person. And it's like, it's like the 12 step program. Like, well, the first thing you have to do is recognize that you have a problem. I'm still not perfect at it. And quite frankly, I likely never will be, but I've been happy that I've been able to be a much kinder person. Um, that it's gone. It's that refiner's fire that is, metaphorically used fairly regularly where I have gone through some of like the darkest times this year to come out on the other side being like, and then conversations with people too and the negative and positive things going on in their life and recognizing that I have, I have a really, really good life. I have a, an amazing life. And despite what people may do to make things more difficult in my life or despite the things that I do to make my life more difficult, it's still like a relatively easy life. And I think the, I've been thinking about Robert Frost quote fairly regularly that life goes on and it really does. And once again, even though there are so many different things going on right now that the world could view as negative, I've been really encouraged as I always am by human, the human spirit of endurance. Now I'm sure there are some people who've given up. I know that suicides have gone up dramatically during this time. And I don't want to make light of that at all. But overall, this has really made us a lot stronger. I, I've been saying like, so the greatest generation, they went through World War II and the Great Depression. We're going through this pandemic right now for honestly, like a generation that hasn't really been significantly tested. And I'm sure some people will be like, well, what about 9-11? I feel like this has been a much greater test on our our psyche and our mindset than than 9-11 was. I think as a whole, because I feel like maybe New York was affected way more than like people in California. Star- oh, for like, 9-11. For 9-11, for 9/11 yeah. gotcha. So like as a nation, as a whole, I think this is more testing for some people. And it's, and with the election going on too, like it got to a fever pitch where everyone just like was chomping down each other's throat. And this isn't an original idea. I mean, it's an original idea in the, the sense that I have thought this, but tons of other people have thought this it's we're we're learning to figure out how to coexist with one one another without having to have some sort of other as many people have said like we have no, no one that we're fighting against right now like as united states citizens like i guess where you could say we're fighting against the virus but everyone has politicized 
not everyone, people have politicized that from times, whether it be wearing masks, whether it be lockdown, some people be like businesses are suffering, other people are being like, everybody's dying. And like, as always, the answer seems to fall somewhere in the middle. And I'm happy to see that the middle is starting to get a little bit stronger comparatively where we can just be like, yeah, be smart about it, wear your mask, but still go out and do things, still go out and do business. You don't have to have the lockdown. And I know that there are some places that are locking down again um, for fear of what could potentially happen with the holidays and things like that. And also, I understand you and I are both coming from a huge position of privilege where we can work from home. Like There are definitely other people who are suffering way more than us because they have to go into work to to do their job. And in a sense, like I went to drop off some Amazon packages today at UPS. I'm like, there's that guy. There's that guy that has to come in and he just has to associate with random people who you don't know if they're being protective or or not. And uh, I still think things are getting better. I, I was surprised. I've been really surprised with how after that initial punch to the gut of all of us getting knocked down. And maybe I'm just being too, I'm sure some people are listening like, Alex, you're just naive. You don't actually understand the reality of everything that's going on because you are in that position of privilege where your job hasn't been impacted. Your wife's job hasn't been impacted. You still have a regular paycheck coming in to which I respond. Well, there were people who did lose their job who were receiving a significant amount of money from me having my job and paying taxes. So I, I don't say that in a sense of like, you owe me something. It's just like, once again, it's this symbiotic relationship that we all have with one another that we don't really realize. So I, I don't want, I, I'm not trying to say like my position on this is like the 100% accurate version, but to the people who say like you are in that position of privilege, my response is good thing I am so that I can continue to pay taxes so that we can fund unemployment for all of those people who don't have jobs right now. And hopefully, well, Hopefully I don't lose my job and hopefully Katie doesn't lose her job and hopefully we continue to have an income to pay for this new mortgage that we have of a house. But if not, I know that other people are working hard right now and they're going to be willing to support me if things go poorly. And I, I say people general. I'm sure there are people, like I've seen plenty of stuff who where people are still like mad at the welfare system and everything like that, which there's always going to be people. But... I hate this cliche of like, we're all in this together because like it or not, we are like, like it or not, we all depend on one another in some small fraction of a way or another. And that's like another thing that I've, I've learned a ton this year is like, don't like hero worship and don't create gods out of men because and I hate talking about stuff like this. Cause I always feel like I come across so condescending, but I've been reflecting a lot of like how I've treated people over the last year, particularly things that I've said on the podcast in the past. And I still believe that I was right in a number of things that I've said over the last two years of doing the podcast, but I still go back to, I wish I would have delivered it in a different way. I wish I would have gone about it in a different way, whether that be not bringing it up on the podcast or whether it be being more compassionate towards the people who I'm talking about. But like we're all just kids yeah. like we're all just kids who are I don't want to say soft that's not the right word like we all have emotions like we all want to be loved and it all comes down to like wanting to be loved and 
though there are like a number of things like I recently did this I recently did this song that was for women there's been like this year has been like a huge this is gonna sound super weird it's been like a huge reflection of like the women in my life I feel like 2019 was a reflection of men in my life I think a lot of that had to do with my dad getting Alzheimer's and starting to see his rapid cognitive decline and then you put all your energy into thinking about that and then it just kind of once again flips my Jekyll and Hyde personality not to say like women are uh, Jekyll and dad was Hyde but this year's just been like thinking about Katie it's been thinking about my mom my sisters anyways so I did this this song that is really just like a celebration of all of the women in my life and then there were like some things that went haywire not haywire just I couldn't figure out how to you can actually, I figured it out. You can only tag 10 people at a time for an Instagram post, especially in an Instagram comment. So if you're going to be tagging anyone or above 10 people, you need to have the, all those names slated out and do, if you're doing a hundred people, you need to have a hundred comments <laughs> or uh, 10 comments anyways. And there was someone who like, it had only been up for like two seconds. So one, since it hadn't been up very long, I know they hadn't even listened to the song. And then two, they made it immediately about themselves. And my um, immediate reaction was, uh, this is my birthday. <laughs> this is my, I can't believe I'm paying for sex on my birthday. I'm like, this is my birthday. I'm like doing this. I wanted like to give back. And then somebody went in and made it about themselves and how they were excluded. And my initial reaction was just like, fuck you. Like, forget the language. I'm, I'm trying not to swear as much on that podcast now. Like, that's my initial reaction. I was like, I'm just trying to like, I'm trying to do my best too. Like, I'm trying to just be this unifying, kind person. And it dawned on me, it doesn't matter. Like, people are people. You can't let things like this, like, things impact me, and I need to stop letting that happen. Because, but it's about, but, like, that's what hard, because I've always liked the analogy of the 90 and 9, the Jesus going for that one sheep. But it's kind of wrong. Like in a sense, like I, I understand like the, you can't like, no, no man left behind. I get that. But you also have these 99 people that are doing amazing. Uh, Michael McLean, uh, a Mormon composer has this song called the, it's, uh, I'm one of the 90 and nine. He's talking about how like, I didn't leave. Like, am I not important because I didn't decide to leave or go astray or anything like that? And I'm kind of, kind of coming around to that mindset where, you're never going to be able to please everybody. And it's not worth the time and energy thinking about it. Like I, I, I think about all of the time and energy I've put into thinking about people and my relationships with them. And I go, wow, if I would have just put all that energy into investing in myself, into, into doing creative endeavors, into building things, like where would I be with those things? And, and I've learned that this year with all of the amount of time, and like kind of toot my own horn. Like I feel like I've gotten ex extremely better at piano this year because I've been investing my time in myself instead of worrying about other people. I still care about people and I'm still going to always be compassionate and help those who in need who I feel like deserve it. Big caveat, those who deserve it. But I've been, I'm so much better than I was a year ago. And a lot of that has to do with me not caring about people anymore which sounds bad. Like, I don't really mean that. Like, I still care about people. It's more, I don't care what people think about me. And, and people are like, well, then why are you talking about it right now? 
because you have to you have to talk these things out so that you can realize how you should continue to act and how I want to continue to act is being very, very selfish in a sense so that I can, if I'm not taking care of myself, how am I ever going to be able to take care of other people? And I've noticed that in our relationship particularly. This is probably like since, probably since like May, since like my major breakdown in April. I feel like it's probably like the best, strongest that we've ever been. I'm sure people are getting annoyed of one another, like most relationships. Granted, we don't have kids, so it makes it a little bit different. But <laughs> like there hasn't been any type of cabin fever. Maybe for you, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but like specifically for me, I've been, besides moving, like let's say that we moved into this house back in March. It would have been the easiest experience of our lives. Yeah. Like as weird as that sounds like, it'd be like, all right, cool. Get this big ass house that we're just going to like, sorry, but that sounds like I'm bragging. Like compa- compared to our apartment, it has been a game changer. I was talking with somebody the other day. Katie and I are losing weight simply because we walk around our house. Uh, and that's not to say that our house is ginormous or anything like that. It's just like some, at, we have to walk upstairs. Yeah, we're not just time. sedentary and then we walk Two steps. 20 feet <laughs> max, like 20, yeah, 20 steps to the bathroom and then 20 steps back. It's like, oh crap, I want to go to the bathroom in the master bathroom. I want to go take a shower. Like, I got to do... 50 to 100 steps uh, round trip anyways i don't know no i totally exactly agree with you that like things have gotten better in our relationship like somebody had posted on facebook and they had said like what has been the best part of 2020 and my response was my relationship with my husband has never been better and it's not something that i like publicized it was like a private message to her because like she was asking like on a question on instagram anyways because i don't want to like brag about it because i know that other people are having a really hard time but it's just like that is the best thing that's happened this year and like we've had a lot of other great things happen like the house and um just having good health and and it's just i think that's like been the best thing just because despite everything going on i feel like we're just able to thrive and it's been awesome just because I feel like we're at a different level of like understanding each other emotionally that I never thought like would happen just because after like being married for however, however many years, you're like, oh yeah, this is like what it's going to be like. That's what I'm stuck with. But like, no, like it's just crazy how it's changed so much just for the better over this last year, just because of all the emotional stuff we've gone through, like just having... I don't know, individual breakdowns because of things that have been going on in our life and then just being there for each other and being there unconditionally. And I really appreciate everything that you've done for me. It's like, it has been a great year, but it also like, there have been really hard times and you have been there despite me being like super moody or super like distant. And I really appreciate that. Like, I don't know if I could have done this year without you. Yeah, it's been, we've become extremely, uh, I don't know if being dependent, like, I don't care. We've been extremely emotionally dependent on one another. And I think that's been one of the greatest learnings that I've had for our relationships in particular. And the irony being, I had to figure out how to take, once again, I had to become super, super selfish this year in order to recognize what you provide for me on like on an emotional level because when you start to internalize a lot of things when I've been it so when I shouldn't say you when I start to internalize a lot of things 
and I start to have all of these really difficult psychological breaks in trying to figure out how to, how to fix those, I go, oh, it's just, yeah, it's been really weird. It's been a good year, though. Like, I've, been, I'm very, I've been very happy with it. I'm sure there's people who are upset that I've had a good year. But I hope nothing but the best for you to those people. Well, it hasn't been perfect. Like, but those times that were really hard just made it that much better after we were able to come through the other side together. Yeah. And and we've been really investing in ourselves more than anything. Like a big thing that I've been instilling in my my team at work has been like, do stuff for you. You got to do stuff for you. Because once again, if you if you can't function, if you aren't at your optimum, how are you ever going to be at your optimum for anybody else? And what's crazy too is like, this isn't groundbreaking or new information. I've heard people talk about this throughout my lifetime, how like you have to do that. But when you really put it into practice, it, it works. I've been really Jekyll and Heidi with what's going on right now in the Mormon community. Everyone's doing these give thanks things. And it's one of those things where I go, I've been doing this for how long and nobody wanted to follow my example, but be anyways. So this is going to be the, this is the, the Jekyll version happening right now. And just understand that I recognize, I have recognized and come to terms with, I need to get over this, but just like I've, I've been trying to be a force for good, complimenting people. It's my freaking friend. It's ironic too, that I started friendship yeah. Friday up right before. Like I was like, I'm a prophet. <laughs> I, I knew that I knew that I should be doing this before before Nelson even said it's Nelson, right? Even the elect will be deceived. I'm forgetting names. Sorry. They're start, he's starting to lose that knowledge. Um Congratulations, Alex. You can't go you can't go an entire podcast without bringing up uh without bringing up Mormons. Anyway, so like the irony being like I started doing that right before it happened and now like everybody's doing it just because and that's something that I've realized about myself. Like, I hate people that feel, sorry, Jekyll still. I hate actions that are compelled. I don't hate people. I hate actions that are compelled. When people are doing stuff, it's the same reason I hate Valentine's Day. It's the same reason I hate gift giving at Christmas. It's the same reason I hate gift giving for birthdays. It's why I think I don't really celebrate my birthday or care about it that much. And why on my birthday I decided to give back to all of those women in my life who've done so much for me. In particular, my mom giving me life. Like, we really need to stop celebrating. Like, mother, we should start celebrating Mother's Day on whatever day you were born. That's really what it should be. You celebrate your mother that day. That way, it's not just mom getting a billion calls the second Sunday in May. She's getting them peppered throughout the year. It was really cool. My mom this year, she uh, she called me on the 29th instead of the 28th for my birthday because she's heard me complain about that before. Very good listener. Mom's a great mom. Mom's always been a great listener. Uh, if there's ever a positive quality I could say about her, it's it's that. Anyways, so I'll, I, any compelled action. It's like the way I feel. There's like some stuff going on in our lives right now. Like we're doing some events here and there where it's just like, oh, so you're only going to do it because this person in authority is telling you to do it. Like it's it's the ultimate irony that people always verbally rage against power structures. They always verbally rage against whoever like the the head of state or the head of religion. No, I shouldn't say that. Again, against any power structures, people are just like, you can't tell me what to do. And then this person just comes and say, hey, will you do this? And everybody complies. 
Everybody does. Nobody, nobody's going, nobody's going into work until the boss says, Hey, does everyone want to come into work? Then everybody comes into work. Um, anyways, so, the, so that's the Jekyll, that's the Jekyll, um, response to the, those types of things. But then the Hyde response is just like, if the people are happy, who cares, Alex? Like who, if people are, if, if, so these thank, giving thanks things that I'm seeing right now, like they're spreading they're spreading good, albeit once again, compelled to do. It's still a positive thing that is going on in the world. So why are you like so negative against it? Just celebrate it and, and unify with them. It's kind of like when we did the, when we fasted with everybody, the fast didn't work by the way. Um, when we fasted with everybody, like uh, in April, it was more just like, we need to do, we need to unify with one another because Because we are all that we have. And that's why I always say, and this doesn't even just apply to, to Mormonism. It applies to like all of planet Earth. When I say there's a very common phrase where it's the church is true, but the people always aren't. It's wrong. That should always be flipped. It's the people that make the church great. Granted, sometimes they have to be compelled to do nice things, but they're always willing to do nice things. Like the People are good. People, generally speaking, are good. And I, I used to be a person who was like 100% people are, are bad. But generally speaking, people want to do good. They want to help their families and they want to help those around them. And I need to celebrate that. That's something that's still 100% I'm not great at. But I need to be be better and more supportive of it because it makes the world a better place and everybody happy instead of just naysaying all the time, which is what I do. Like I'm a naysayer. I'm a Debbie Downer like fairly regularly. And I don't want to be like that anymore. Like, um, when, when you're bragging about something that I know isn't true, I just need to go, that's awesome. Cause you know, I'm so happy for you because even if I know that that thing isn't going to work out exactly the way that you think it's going to, you're happy. Like you're in a good spot. So, whether a person wants to say, well, like ignorance is bliss and I'm looking at this from like a condescending manner or whatever, like who cares? It doesn't like, if you are happy and you are doing something that makes you happy and is not negatively impacting any other people, that's good. That's like good enough for me. I'm, I'm very, I have a lot of atoning to do for how I've treated people in my life. And that's what part of the, I don't know if it annoyed Katie at all. That was part of the reason for like the, the women's song too. Like, to be fair, that song was 100% at the start written about Katie. So you can take, you can take that. <laughs> but then it just started being fleshed out more and more to all of the different women in my life. And I have treated people terribly, women and men. I have, uh, I think that's why I'm constantly trying to do nice things for people. Cause I feel like if I, if I pay it forward, to somebody else, even though I did that negative thing to somebody that somehow it takes that bad thing away. But I know that it never actually goes away. Like I'm so appreciative of all of the bad people in my life and all the good people in my life. And I'm appreciative of the people that I've treated poorly. And I'm appreciative of the people that I've put on too high of a pedestal and starting to feel like I'm coming to equilibrium is a very relieving thing. And I don't want this to come across like, oh, Alex finally has has life figured out because I absolutely do not. But I know 
the one thing I do have figured out is like, I want to be happy. And I know how much control I have over that. I cannot control what happens to me, but I can control my attitude and perception of how I move on from whatever that action was. So like thinking about people talking bad about my mom, thinking about people talking badly about my brothers, thinking about people talking badly about anyone in my family, thinking about people who I don't think deserve the amount of recognition that they deserve. A lot of these things that I'm pretty, I'm generally speaking pretty hard on, like it's okay. As long as you're good on the inside, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. That's, and I'm not, once again, I'm not like perfect at figuring that out, but like I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting to a much better place where, um, who cares if that person continues to get recognition, even though they're not the person pulling the trigger and executing. They're happy for a moment. So just let them be happy. I would only say like, I agree with you that it is good to try to be happy and like treat other people well. But it, I think I struggle with the fact that like if somebody else is doing things to make other people unhappy, I have a hard time like. What do you mean by that? No, because I, so you don't disagree with me then. Like I also don't want people doing negative things to people. Like I think a lot of people are literally just ignorant. Like I think of, I'm not going to say names, but when I, I made that call out about when I was going through my breakdown and nobody responded, like there was a person that I mm-hmm. reached out to, like I'm coming to terms that that was not intentional. They were not trying to ignore me. They just missed it. There was no malintent. That's kind of more of what I'm referring to, being okay. more forgiving there. Whereas yeah. opposed to like, I'm not 100% sure, but like, let's pretend that the person did intentionally ignore my plea for help then that person is a bad person and does not deserve recognition. But I want to give the benefit of the doubt. I had a conversation with somebody at work, I won't say who it is, who said, who like said, like, I feel like you never ever give me the benefit of the doubt. Like you always just assume the worst. And I was like, you want to know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And I need to, I need to change that. Which, and that's one thing that I really like about my personality. Um, if, I can, if I can continue to brag about how great I am. Uh, I'm fairly agreeable. Like I've always thought of myself as a disagreeable person who wants to be right. But if somebody prevents or prevents, if someone presents a compelling case for why I'm wrong, I regularly change. It just so happens I'm like not wrong very often. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but like, and so when, when they said that to me, I was just like, man, you are 100% correct. I need to have a little bit more faith. I need to give you a little bit of space. Or I need to come to you and like be like, I got a question about this. And once again, it all comes back to like, I have a very intense personality, which is starting to be kind of neutered a little bit. Where it's just like, this is dumb. This is d- Whatever we're talking about is dumb. Instead of saying this is dumb, whatever we're talking about is dumb, I just need to come at it from more diplomatic point where I'm just like okay tone is everything like literally that's why like when I say whenever people have conversation about like the n-word or anything like that I'm like tone and situation are everything because it just all 
I'm never going to use that word, but like it all, it does all depend on how you say something because I have experienced where when I'm just upset or angry and I'm letting my emotion of anger dictate the conversation, the conversation goes poorly. I can have the exact same opinion, share it in a different way and everything's fine. It's, it's because people like don't respond well to negative or like, uh, very negative emotions or tone of voice kind of thing. Cause they think that like you're attacking them and, and I never, that's what sucks. But, yeah. You're but right. That's though. like, you are right. that's just not how people want to be talked to or like, they don't want to deal with a situation like that if you're coming at them like that. And and we've we've talked about this. We've had issues in our relationship about that just because the tone of voice is like not I don't know. Like and I've told you like I don't appreciate I know that's not necessarily geared towards me or like but talking to me in that tone of voice makes it seem that way. Yeah. And you'll be like, "Well, it wasn't towards you. It was towards the situation." And it's just like, I don't really care what it's towards. I just don't talk to me like, that way. And like, I think that's been like a really um, important point in our like relationship where we like kind of just figure out that like tone and the situation makes a huge difference on how you talk to somebody and communicate. And we've, I think we've talked about this before. Um, I think that it's gotten like a lot better this year. That's like, I think it's like when we first started to talk about it. And just figuring that out and then, like, making sure that you kind of use that in all your relationships. And, like, you even said this, like, before, which is helpful. When you're, like, mad about a situation, you'll say, this isn't towards you. This is towards the situation. And so then, like, okay, now I can listen to the story knowing that you're not mad at me at all. You're mad at this situation or this person that's not me. And I won't get mad about it. And I won't, like, clam up and leave. So... I think it's really mature of you to like figure out how to kind of deal with your emotions a little bit better and to talk to people in an effective way and be more forgiving. Well, cause no one's going to change. Like if, if the, my goal is to incept ideas into people and to make them behave a certain way, which I'm incredibly good at, <laughs> you have to do it. You have to do it in a way that works for them because um, nobody nobody changed their mind because somebody yelled at them or nobody really changes behavior because somebody yelled at them that's what goes for like kids too and like how you rate it so hopefully that that will translate well to when we have children because and honestly just like an all relationship because in at the end of the day nothing matters like I know that's the nihilist way of looking at nihilist however, however you want to say it I know that's like a very also Debbie Downer way of looking at things, but at the end of the day, nothing we do really matters. But at the same time, to me, everything does. Someday, I know I do this every single podcast lately, someday the sun's going to burn out. And if there's no afterlife, literally all of the things and all of the things that you worried about in this life aren't going to amount to anything. If there is an afterlife, most of the things that you worried about in this life aren't going to matter, especially if there's a benevolent being that really cares about his or her children. 
it's not going to matter. Most everything that we get worked up about, like, can't believe my coworkers doing this thing, doesn't matter. When you're there in front of uh, whoever it is being judged, if there even even is a judgment, that's not going to be what anybody remembers. And that's been the hardest thing for me to, I'm still not good at it. That's been the hardest thing for me to just continue to remind myself. Because when I remind myself of that, my performance and everything is so much better. It's so weird when you're not like just strangling something to hold on to it because you don't want to let it go. How much better everything goes. It's almost like, it's almost like if like you, strangling anything is bad really like when you think when you think about it, like that takes away life whereas opposed to if you let something go it can go and grow sorry for the rhyme there so then what does matter in life if that's nothing just, does i mean that just depends to everybody like it, it's to each his own like what do you think it is then that for matters me, to you i constantly um i want people to like me i think i think i've talked about this before like i want people to come to me as a source of information and as a source of, um, I was going to say constructive criticism. I just want to build. I want to create. I want to help. Like if I could boil it down to like essentially those three things. And what I've realized is we gave an absurd amount of money to people. What I, what we, what I need to start doing is stop giving money to people and start either giving my time to help cultivate things because uh, I've, I'm incredibly resentful of anyone that I've given like money to who is not because for whatever reason, just being honest, like for whatever reason, I just, just like, remember that thing that I did for you? Like let's, let's balance the scales here. And so I need to start working, focusing more on, actually fixing problems as opposed to throwing money at problems. Not to say like I'm like throwing money at problems makes it sound like we're incredibly rich. That's not the case. It's just that has always been my way of dealing with things. Just like "Eh, if you throw money at it, things will get better. But do you think that like those people feel indebted to you? And like there's part of them that may feel not necessarily like weird about the relationship. Do I feel that way? Or do I think they feel that way? No, but I also don't know. I just assume that people are oblivious to things, which is unfair, but I don't know. Maybe it's like, and it's one of those things where also, as I've been having like this, nothing really matters. Like, I'm just like, I can have this conversation with people either because what's it going to change? No one's going to come out of that conversation feeling better. Yeah. Like watching that, like watching that conversation... So we watched the Fresh Prince, Prince of Bel-Air reunion on HBO Max. Highly recommend it. Well, I highly recommend it if you enjoyed Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Uh, Will Smith got the original Aunt Viv fired from the show, and they spoke with each other for the first time in 27 years for this reunion thing. Like, I was watching it, and I was just like, all right, it's cool that they're making up and stuff, but what about the last 27 years? Like, I don't, like, it was an emotional thing to watch and, like, it's cool that this is happening, but you can't fix that. Like, you can't fix what you, what you did. Like, I guess you could be like, all right, Aunt Viv, I don't know what her name is, sorry. Here's $10 million because I'm Will Smith. Here's some of that, uh, some of that Independence Day money, some of that iRobot money, some of that whatever other movies, some of that Hitch money. Hitch made good money, right? 
like, I don't know how you fix 27 years of someone being out of work because of what you said about them and how you labeled them. Anyways, I don't know. Oh, all of that to say, like, it, there's a quote. It's from a, a Mormon conference talk. And I always butcher it, but it's one of my favorite, it's one of my favorite life lessons. Nothing you say will fix the situation. And anything you do say will make it worse. I think is how it goes. And I've, sometimes you just need to, it's like we talked about, and when we, it's like we talked about with our emotions where it's like, sometimes you just need somebody to hold you. That's what I need to start doing. I need to stop offering opinions to help people's lives. And I just need to be there for them. But like sometimes words heal though too. Like I think that like just apologizing like they did on the Fresh Prince was like, and I don't know. I thought that was really cool to watch and see. And like, yeah, it's not going to fix the last 27 years, but now they can move forward and have a relationship again. And sometimes like an apology is all someone needs to move on. Like not everyone's like that, but I am a person that does need just an apology to kind of feel like the issue or the relationship is going to be mended so that you can move forward. But then that also means that you would have to like, after that apology, that means you have to act like everything is going back to normal or like fix things to make sure it goes back to normal. Not necessarily just like, oh, sorry, that happened and then like bounce but and then you run into that i suck at apologizing i'm not gonna pretend like i'm good at that i'm getting better i'm getting better i think i've said a sorry to you once this year which is better than the rest of our entire relationship which i think was zero (laughs) um and then also like apologizing to people that i work with and stuff like that um it's uh, what what's hard though like to anyone listening out there don't make the apology like about you afterwards because then someone who it's like hard for them to apologize is going to not apologize in the future. I'm not going to out anybody here. But I apologize to somebody for something that I had done. And they started not spreading, but they started telling people like Oh, yeah. I don't know how to say this without outing anybody, but like they started telling people like that I admitted I was wrong, that I backtrack on my like opinion on something i was like no what happened was i apologized so that you could feel better i was still in the right and i will stand by that i was always in the right i was just trying to do i was trying to mend this fence and then you go and start tearing things back up tearing things back up again yeah well and like which is fine they can do that i I hate that I even brought it up because it's like I have this client. I'm not going to say who it is. It doesn't matter. Um, whenever I have my one-on-one with my team about it, I'm like, I hate that I just talked five minutes about this client because they're going to leave anyways. Um, still haven't. But uh, I hate that I even spend time talking about things like this. But what it does say is like it's something that I think about. It's something that I am... I, I do like that it shows that I care. I do care about people as opposed to just being like, I don't care. This life doesn't matter. Like I do, I do want people to be happy. I want people to be happy in their relationships. I don't want to strain those relationships like I have in the past. But like, let's, 
let's meet halfway. I don't know if yeah. that's like the right no, way of I completely agree. I feel like an apology doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the wrong, like that you're admitting that you're in the wrong. But I feel like it should be both ways where both people are like, if the apology was meant on both sides, then you should move forward as if nothing happened and not not necessarily that because you won't learn from it. But move forward with the intention of making things right and not causing more issues behind the scenes. Yeah, and I don't want this to come across like I'm like mad at those people. Like, I'm not mad at them. I was in the moment when I like had heard about it, but... But I'm trying things. just like I'm trying just like you. Like when you made that plea to me, like that really hurt. Like I'm I'm paraphrasing what like what you said really hurt me. And then you go and do that exact same thing. Um and I don't know if there's like a way of like rectifying that or if it's just one of those things where at some point someone has to be the bigger person, which obviously me bringing it up right now shows that I'm not the bigger person. But like, I don't know, I don't know what to do sometimes because I have a big heart. Like if there's like, I know sometimes I'm really negative and down on myself and then other times I self aggrandize like crazy. Like I have such a capacity for love that I don't think people fully understand. And I have a capacity for good that I don't think people fully understand. I don't think... um, I fully understand either, but if there's one thing I want to do in life, it's just to leave it better than, than leave the earth better than how I found it. I, I, I always feel like that's a, a noble goal and it always just seems to get derailed by maybe it's my own fault, but it seems to always get derailed by, by something. Like I just wish people know, like, I love hard and if you think I hate you, I don't like, I can't think of a person that if I saw them, (laughs) I can't think of a person that like, if I, if I saw them, like I wouldn't interact with them or ignore them or treat them poorly despite anything that they ever did to me. Like I'd still interact and like be kind to them as proof at Christmas time last year. Like I, I can associate with people despite what I feel are slights in my life. Um, I can, I can fly out to visit you even though, even though I don't have to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like this, I didn't want this to come across like a pity party for Alex or anything like that, but, I do everything in my power to make people feel good. And when I see people doing things that I feel are negatively impacting people, that's when I, that's when I kind of am like hard on people. I I see it in my personal life as well as my professional life. It's like sometimes when I'm, I'm really, really hard on people, it's like, because I'm like, you're making this, you're making somebody's life worse. Like, I just want that person to have a better life. So whatever you can do. And I know some things are out of our control, but that's how I want, that's how I want to be remembered. Like I've said this before, like I want to be the person who was there in everybody's darkest hour. I want to be the person who could, could, it's like that song that I wrote. Um, 
I want to be the nightlight for everybody. I want people to be able to see through the darkness when, when all it feels like someone has in life is, is despair because life is so great. Like life is so amazing. The fact that we even have consciousness and the fact that we even get to do all of these things that we do with people. I also love the fact that we fight with each other. Like I love that we get to experience so many different things, so many different, uh, just an array of emotions. We get to experience all of these things. It's also great. Like nothing is that bad, everybody. I don't know. I think like the best thing that we have are relationships and people like, and we need to continue to build those relationships. And if people aren't willing to, then they're not worth our time. But like this year has made me realize like how important it is to have these connections and these relationships. And I guess it's sad, but throughout life, you'll realize that there are some relationships that aren't worth it and some that are. And you just have to put that energy and time into those that you um, you think are worth it. But and to all those people who's like to all those people whose relationships aren't worth it, just know I'm still putting in the time. Like I'm still gonna do what I can. because um, I agree with you. I agree with that sentiment, but that's just a part of my personality that I cannot. And I know that there are people who are listening to this who are just like, this is like total BS, but I mean it, man. Like, I am going to do what I can to make everybody as happy as they can be whenever they're around me. Um, moving forward, I know that I haven't done a great job of that the last 30 years, but life's too short, man. It's been too much death that I've seen over the last couple of years and too much impending death to let petty squabbles ruin your day for even a minute. It's not worth it, man. I completely agree. I'm always going to try to be kind to everybody, even if they have wronged me or if they don't think that I'm worth their time. But I hope that like, we can continue to to foster those relationships and like be kind to those people that need it and those that don't need it. <laughs> but just making people's lives better. I think that's that's what we want to do. Yeah. And I, I would say that this is something that's been brewing in me for like the last couple of months, honestly. So I don't want it to come across like this has been me for my entire life. But life's too short. At the end of the day, nothing is going to matter. So why not do the best that you possibly can to make it be as great as it can be for everybody else? And that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to keep supporting people. There's always going to be that little bit of Jekyll until I can finally fully purge him from my psyche. But once again... Everything's going to be great. 
Everything's good. I'm grateful for so many people in my life. And I'm just, it's like weird. I used to think about this on my mission all the time. Like if I contacted a hundred people a week on my mission, that would be 5,200 people per year. So on my mission, I like likely interacted with 10,000 plus people. There's so many good people out there. And it's really unfortunate that small little squabbles such as masks, such as a letter next to a name on a ballot could separate us and divide us as much as it has in the past. So we have so much more in common than we don't. And I know that a person would just be like, some people might say, but they're like, people are trying to take advantage of you. People are trying to, communism's on the rise. Uh, Nazism's on the rise. As we always refer to the left as communists and to the right as Nazis. I don't see it. Yeah, there's some. But there's such a small number, everybody. Such a small number. Well, Alex, you're just being naive. No. You're just looking for an enemy because we have none right now. And so we've created enemies out of every single one of these people that we normally would love and associate with positively. Like, be happy, be thankful, be grateful. It's like something that I said recently, like we innately want to distrust people because people have lied to us for so long. That's why I say, believe. Uh, as much as I bash on the Mormon church, there's a number of things that I love that I've taken away from it. And one of those things is, if you can have but the desire to believe. Doesn't necessarily have to be God. And I'd prefer that it be that we believe in people. That's going to be enough. And we're going to be fine. The next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Please don't take us too seriously. We help you stay for a while. Give us one more chance to change your mind.